Now encoding transmission. Transmission encoding completed. Have you often found yourself wondering about the unsolved mysteries and weirdness that surround them all? Now, I'm not saying it's definitely aliens, but it's definitely aliens. You're listening to Three Girls, One Cape. Can you handle the truth? All right, all right, all right. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Rachel and Mara, from Three Girls, One Cape, and we're here to discuss some creepy cryptids with y'all. Yes, about to lay down some spooky facts about your favorite mythical creatures, or are they real? Will you decide? So, what we're going to do is, for now, we're going to... Uh, cover the 30 cryptids that we feel like, you know, are pretty much the, the most common. You know, a lot of people do know these cryptids. So we're gonna see how much you know. We're gonna do a brief little description. I'm sure in the future we'll do further in depth episodes on these, but we just wanted to touch base because we posted a picture on Instagram and we had a lot of feedback to that. So, since you guys wanted this little mini episode, we're going to give it to you because we like to give you what you want. Yep, just a little something for our fans. Thank you for following us all this time and for you new guys. Thank you also for your participation. Yeah, we're going to get right into it. And the first cryptid is the Jersey Devil, which Mara's going to tell us a little bit about that. I will be taking us away. So the Jersey Devil is a part of New Jersey and Pennsylvania folklore. It is said to dwell in marshes or swamps. One popular version of the story tells of a deformed child that was born to a witch that had escaped, and it was said that it was bipedal with wings. Interesting. A lot of uh, different people have seen this creature, and if you did, you should drop us a comment. Let us know what your experience was like with this creature. Absolutely. And next, we're going to move on to the Hopkinsville Goblins, um, which is a very interesting creature because it's presumably an extraterrestrial being. Um, and this sighting actually apparently inspired the movie E.T. and the Pokemon Sableye um, oh. and possibly some other popular um, beings in media. But there were dozens of witnesses um, that saw this. And there's also a documentary called Hellier that maybe this creature's similar. They had some type of goblin or, you know, elf-like creature um, that had, you know, big eyes, ears, and very interesting, uh, feet pattern that were actually caught in the mud. And if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend you check it out. Oh, that is good to know. And I also read that it has, well, like you said, with the hands, it has webbed hands with talons. Yes. Yes. That's a very popular, uh, you know, description of the beast, or I should say the cryptid. Yes, no, absolutely. And with that, I will be introducing Sasquatch, 
otherwise known as North America's Baitfoot, is a part of Canadian and American folklore and is said to be an ape-like creature that has been seen many times, reportedly within the forests of North America. Huh, yeah, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, some other people call it the Yeti or the Yowie men, depending on, you know, where you're located. But it's definitely something that's very prominent in not just our um, Native American folklore, but other Native folklore as well. Absolutely, I just think... Well, with what you said with all the different variations is that almost every uh, country or continent has their own version of Baitfoot. So, you know, it makes you think maybe this creature does exist. Yeah, maybe there's, uh, you know, something that is lurking out there following the cricks. Next, we're moving on to the Flatwoods Monster, um, which is a cryptid that was sighted in Flatwoods, West Virginia. And it's also been... um, seen in Frametown, West Virginia. And it also is a possibly extraterrestrial like being in nature. Um, it was reportedly supposed to be about 10 feet tall, four feet wide. Um, it had some type of robotic suit or spacecraft that, um, was around it. And, um, it was probably one of the more popular sightings or well-known sightings at least. Um, but some people say that it was just an owl that uh, was in a tree that made in the swamp gas is what made these people, you know, hallucinate in seeing this being. But what do you think? Do you think it was some type of, um, you know, humanoid creature, maybe a reptilian Or do you think it was just an owl? Yeah, it could be any of those. And I'm not sure if you came across this in your research, Rachel, but um, I saw one sighting of a report of a Frankenstein-like creature that was 10 feet tall. Yeah, that's very, very possible that it's all the same creature. Hmm. And with that, I'm going to take us to a lobster. It was initially thought to be a cryptid. It had first shown up on the shores of the Philippines and then soon enough other places. And uh, it looks like this pretty much this big furry blob. But then some researchers discovered that it was they were mostly decomposed, very decomposed whale carcasses and Mm -hmm. the. The fur or hair was actually just the muscle fibers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Very, very interesting. Yeah, so, you know, hey, not not a creature, but still interesting nonetheless. I didn't know that I'd never seen in a whale carcass that decomposed. Yeah, definitely. Obviously not one of the things that you see every single day. Definitely not on my doodle search. <laughs> Next, we're moving on to the Chupacabra, which is a legendary creature um, that has a lot of its folklore in the Americas. It was first reported seeing in Puerto Rico in 1995. Um, The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism. The Chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. And I believe that the Chupacabra actually means goat sucker. Yes, and, you know, for those interested, I doubt there's anyone interested, but 
my first introduction to Chupacabra was in Scooby-Doo Monster Mexico. Although their monster was more of like of a Bigfoot than an actual Chupacabra. Nonetheless, an interesting movie. Yeah, most definitely. Yep. It's pretty good. It actually had Latinos playing the actual, you know, Mexicans. Ha! Who knew? Not whitewashing. Right. Yeah, that's like the same with um, one of my favorite episodes of The X-Files, Ooh. where all of the um, detective, the detective has a hot sauce name, um, like a very popular, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican style uh hot sauce and it was just very very funny oh, is to that me the woman on the on the on the brand i've seen her but I can't no think of her not name. not that one Uh-oh. it was a different one i can't think of it i'm gonna have to look it up i'll fi- i'll figure it out someday if you want an episode about that too just message us and moving on, Mara's going to talk to us about yes. the Mothman. I'm going to talk about the Mothman, a West Virginia legend. It is said to be a red-eyed, winged creature. Locals are convinced about its existence as it was first seen in the 1960s when it was reported it became nationwide news. And that just brought an on-siege of uh, cryptid enthusiasts paranormal experts slash fans and every year they hold a festival in honor of the mothman creature and despite it's uh despite it being seen as a bad omen uh the locals seem to take it in jest so yeah i mean um i think obviously the when the whole thing happened as far as the um event with the actual mothman you know the there was a bridge that collapsed in point pleasant um that went between i think it was ohio and west virginia i can't remember Mm -hmm. what the connecting state was i was never really good at um geology um we all have our strengths rachel yes mine was not that uh but it most commonly, um, a lot of people know who the Mothman is because of the movie with Richard Gere, The Mothman Prophecies, but, yes. which is also a really great movie. Also, the name of the same book that was released um, in the 70s, I believe. Right. My fats are right. Yes, that is very true. All right. And moving on, we're going to touch base on the Fresno Nightcrawler, which is also known as the Fresno Alien. And it's a cryptid that um, has made two appearances so far, one in Fresno, California, and the other one in Yosemite National Park. In both sightings, it's uh, only been seen in video footage. However, a man in Poland has claimed to have seen the creature, and it says that it also uh, said to resemble the cam. Uh, caramel area creature but pretty much what it is is like a very uh long legs on a short torso like body um you know i definitely highly recommend looking up the video yourself it's Mm -hmm. a very interesting because you're not quite sure i mean you know it could be uh alien or a cryptid or it could just be be a number of things yeah (laughs) exactly or it could just be some type of optical illusion and now do you personally think uh that the sighting that took place in poland do you think that was their own version of that creature or do you think possibly the creature has migrated to other areas and thus ending in poland and uh, dumping poland i mean it could be possibly or if it is some type of like extra extra extraterrestrial mm-hmm. or you good. know um 
multi-dimensional being, then it could, you know, just transport anywhere pretty much it wants to go. True. Hey. And with that, I'm going to talk about the melon heads. They are said to be small humanoids with bait heads who are pretty aggressive and attack people. They are said to be a part of American folklore. Apologies, I'm just turning my notes. And da-da-da-da. Uh, specifically of Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina, and Connecticut region. Yep. We actually touched base on the Connecticut melon heads during our urban yes, legends. Yes, we did. And um, they're not sure whether melon heads are some type of uh, mutation, inbreeding, or they are aliens. But if you had some type of run-in with the melon heads, we'd love to hear from you because there are too many of these tales. Yes, so please uh, message our Instagram or email. We would love to hear. And next we're moving on to Mongolian death worms. So when I first heard about this, I was very intrigued because one of my favorite movies with Kevin Bacon is Tremors. Oh, Kevin Bacon. And um, I'm assuming kind of what that's loosely based off of, but it's a Mongolian death worm is specifically um, supposed to mean intestine worm due to its red blood-like color in the size of an intestine. So as we know, oh. intestines are very long. So, um, but these creatures are um, anywhere from two to seven feet long and have the ability to spit out corrosive yellow saliva and um, generate blasts of electricity. However, uh, it is thought that the uh, blast of electricity is actually just uh, folklore. And if you're traveling in the uh, Gobi des- Desert, uh, you know, you might want to watch out for these because it's, uh, you know, they could come up and get you. Yeah, and uh, now this just popped in my head. Do you think that the creators and writers, well, creator and writer from SpongeBob, do you think that is the inspiration of the Alaskan Bullworm? It could have been the Alaskan oh Bullworm. Because it was kind of intestine, intestine-like. It was, like, really pink and, like, had those little beady eyes. Although yeah. it did not spit, fi- spit, well, it did not spit acid or was lightning. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean that, obviously, it didn't inspire that. True, true. I'll have to look that up. And with that, I'll be talking about the Enfield Horror. This is the event, excuse me, that took place in uh, Enfield, London, England. I apologize if I botched that. From 1977 to 1979, for those who have seen The Conjuring 2, that is uh, where the, that is the event that they captured in the movie where that poor family was traumatized by this demon. And although the Warrens did poke their heads in and try to help, I do not believe that they were through the actual result in um, ending the horror, but still nonetheless. Mar, you're spoiling it for everybody. I'm sorry for those who haven't seen The Conjuring 2, even though it's been out for like, what, five years? Whatever. You know what? You could have seen it by now. I'm just kidding. Sorry if I ruined it. So moving on from... A demon-like creature to another possible 
um, entity. We're going to talk about a shadow person or shadow people. And uh, necessarily, they are not demons. Um, shadow people are more so um, like masses or entities that take in negative energy and kind of create their own um, like energy from that. And that's where a lot of times shadow people come, you know, for with houses just because it's like almost residual residual negative energy that has been there um or people who suffer with um what's that sleeping disorder oh i can't think of it right now um yeah you know what i'm talking about i I think i do i am aware um where you have like oh narcolepsy no not narcolepsy where you have like night terrors and then you wake up and sleep paralysis oh yeah sleep paralysis Um, and a lot of people who have sleep paralysis obviously not all people um do report sometimes seeing these shadow like creatures so it's interesting if it there is some type of correlation that goes along with shadow people and people who have sleep paralysis and if there's something related to that i've also uh seen and read people who have mentioned experience experiencing this and or seeing these creatures or specters while astral projecting yeah well like like i said i feel like um they're kind of like they're not necessarily um like you know demons but they're definitely not positive beings they're definitely created from some type of negative energy Mm -hmm. people have claimed to feel uncomfortable or uh while in their presence all right, and with that, I'm going to be talking about the Dover Demon. It was first reportedly seen in Dover, Massachusetts. It is said to be a small humanoid creature and gray, almost alien-like, so sort of like Roger from American Dad. And interesting enough, multiple witnesses have come forward saying that they have seen the creature. Yeah. Um, it also, we covered it in our Massachusetts episode. So if you want to know a little bit more about it, definitely check out that episode where we get a little bit more in depth about the Dover yes, please demon. Do. And next we have the Nigan. I might have totally, uh, you know, mispronounced <laughs> that. But, um, so the Nigan actually, uh, comes from, um, like a Japan folklore and is said to be like a humanoid life form that um, inhabits the icy waters Excuse of me. the Antarctic. Reportedly observed on multiple occasions by crew members of government operated whale research ships. These called Nigen, uh, meaning human, are said to be completely white in color and estimated about 20 to 30 meters long. Um, say eyewitnesses say that they have human shaped, um, legs for arms and sometimes they even have five fingered hands. But, um, most of the time, um, people kind of trace this back to an early creepy pasta. Oh, that is interesting. You know, speaking of interesting, uh, we're going to be talking about the jackalope nets, This is a pretty common cryptid. It is said to be a part of North American folklore, for those who don't know. It is a rabbit with deer antlers, and it is said to be vicious and have gained its nickname, Warrior Rabbit. Now, interesting, I was introduced to the jackalope while seeing Scooby-Doo and Alien Invaders, was it? 
How many times are you going to bring up Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo is the foundation of my life, people. It's taught me so much about the world. So, yeah, no, I just thought that was pretty cool to me. Yeah. And also in uh, another pop uh, pop culture reference is in Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, when he goes into the taxidermy room, there is a jackalope on the... Oh, yeah, on the wall. On the wall, yeah. And he's, like, mortified. Yeah, he's like... It's a very, that's a very amazing recreation of that scene. I love it. You're very welcome. I hope everyone else enjoyed that almost as much as you did. You don't get these moments often, folks. Uh, next, we're moving on to the um, con- con- Convey Island Monster, right? Um, it was given to this creature whose body washed up on uh, Convey Island. The creature had a reddish brown skin, gills, bulging eyes, it had hoof-shaped feet with small claws, sharp teeth, and was small. Um, a lot of people say that it was just a uh, deformed anglerfish, um, which I think that later it was actually found out that it was just a anglerfish who um, had like some type of genetic mutation. Still interesting, nonetheless. Though. Yeah, most definitely. I think that you know, even obviously when these things happened, that it's, you know, interesting that at least people have, you know, are interested and they're not automatically like, oh, well, it's definitely this. Like, you know, there's obviously, it's open to different possibilities. Of course. And now this is my favorite cryptid for sure. And now that is the Beast of Bray Road. And... It's interesting because for decades there have been reports of this wolf-like man, a, a werewolf creature, but uh, it became uh, it became kind of a media sensation within the 1990s when all these uh, sightings started coming out, and the one of the main reporters behind it was Linda Godfrey. Now she was not convinced necessarily about the creature being real or believing these uh or believing people actually saw this but as she was uh doing testimonies and questioning she found herself believing them just because they all varied in age from like old young men woman and getting back to the creature so uh it is on this road in elkhorn um rare road which is a private road so you know, if you're going to want to try to spot that creature, just, you know, remember to be respectful and, you know, not be a jerk. And Yeah, make that. sure you're not trespassing on private land and mm-hmm. you're not turning around in people's driveways if you drive down the road um, because it is all, you know, privately owned and it's all farmland. So make sure you're not traipsing through people's property because if you go on the road or leave that road, you're on somebody's property. Absolutely. So... Yeah, and then um, it's pretty interesting just uh, uh, with this, what's happened with this creature, like all these different people have seen it, and uh, some people have even reported the beast trying to come after them, which is pretty scary. Yeah, most definitely. We're definitely going to, in the future, once we get to uh, Wisconsin, we're definitely going to do a little bit more of an in-depth on this one, since it is one of Mars' favorite, and it's one of mine, because I had... The book, I got it for my 
13th birthday, I want to say. 13th yep. or 14th birthday. And it's also written by the same reporter, Linda Gottfried. Uh, make sure to check her out. She just released a book this year, so. Cool, yeah. Let's support Linda. Check out all her shit. Yes, please. And next, we're moving on to the Loveland Frogman, also known as the Loveland Lizard. Um, these cryptid is from Loveland, Ohio, and uh, these creatures themselves have been seen um, in Claremont County. So uh, the little bit about the Loveland Frogman, it's apparently supposed to be a bipedal frog that... Um, you know, walks around and they're only about a meter tall, but I mean, that's still pretty freaky. I mean, I definitely, well, definitely. do not want to be seeing any type of frog man, frog man walking around the woods at 1 a.m. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to take us to the, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm botching this. So Ozark, Ozark yeah. Howler, thank you. And this is said to be of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma folklore. And descriptions of the creature have varied. Some say that its shape is bear-like or cat-like, and it's described to have a gray, shaggy coat, although apparently it is said to be a hoax. Interesting. I mean, either way, I still think that um it's you know it's one of those creatures that who knows it could yeah. be walking around in the woods could you never be know open-ended never know yeah and next we're moving on to the crawfordsville monster which is apparently a um ados what's that word um, atmospheric atmospheric beast that was sighted over crossfordsville <laughs> crawfordsville indiana in 1891 the cryptid was told by witnesses um that had were suggesting that the creature was otherworldly um oh. it's described to be a violent flapping thing with a flaming red eye 20 feet long and eight feet wide so maybe it's just some type of dragon you know yeah hey interesting could be anything and if you know anything about the crawford crawfordsville monster Drop us a comment. Let us know yes, what you're please. seeing out there. And with that, I have the squonk. It is said to live in the hemlock forest of northern Pennsylvania and originated in the late, I'm sorry, in the 19th century. And uh, there have been reports of people seeing the beast, although I did not for some strange reason. I did not nail down an accurate, not accurate, but an overall description of the creature. So I'm not sure if, Rachel, you have something to add to that or... What creature are we talking about again? squonk? No, it, I think that that's another one that could have been very possibly a creepy pasta or something along those lines. It's just taken from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily, but I mean, very possibly... And next, we're going to talk about the Loch Ness monster, or my, Ooh. or as I like to call her, Nessie. Nessie's and we girl. all know that I am Nessie's girl. <laughs> Don't you love Nessie's girl? <laughs> Um, Guys, but we're coming out with an album, so make sure to support them. Nessie, next to Bigfoot, is probably obviously one of the most popular cryptids, mm -hmm. and you know, it's kind of up in the air is nessie even real there's so much back and forth there's so many different hoaxes 
Um, is it a magical pleodern, a magical pleopleurodon that's living inside a Loch Ness? Um, is there caves underneath Loch Ness that that could you know support a creature of this size? You know, is it some type of aquatic animal or is it a otherworldly being? You know, nobody really knows. Yeah, and you know, speaking of the Loch Ness monster, I was first introduced and. Scooby Doo and the Loch Ness monster. Although, that also was actually really that's the when I first knew what Haggis was. Haggis, yeah, sheep stomach. Yep, yep, yep. very interesting. Daphne had the Scottish cousin we never knew about. Daphne, Daphne, her family gets all over the place. They really do. They really do. <laughs> family everywhere. And sorry. And one more thing about the Loch Ness Monster. Wasn't that one famous picture of uh, the silhouette of Nessie, wasn't that proven to be debunked or... Right, exactly. There's a lot of proof, but at the same time, there's also uh, one of the most popular Bigfoot, uh, you know, videos is the, um, you know, one in California, the Gimlin, uh, Patterson Gimlin film. And uh, a lot of people say that they were the man that was in that gorilla suit. But, I mean, I've watched that movie, uh, that not that movie, but I've watched that clip so many times that, you know, I feel like my favorite movie was The Wizard of Oz. And I could see all the scenes in the Lion Man costume. And that was right around the same time, I believe, that that happened. I'm going to get a million comments now saying that that actually... I was going to say, it's Wizard of Oz, but it's 1930s, so... All right, Mara, you know what? Maybe... No, I'm just trying to help you. Maybe my time's a little bit off. But anyways, you could very obviously tell that that was a, um, you know, man in a lion suit. So I don't necessarily think that that... But, you know, who knows? So there could yeah. be something, because obviously there's Champ, which is like Nessie's cousin out here in Vermont. Um, but who knows, you know? There could be th- some things lurking down at the bottom of the Loch Ness. All right, and with that, I'm going to be talking about the Montauk Monster. It is said to first wash up on the shores of the Ditch Plains, a surfing beach on the Montauk Peninsula, and initially, uh, no one could identify the creature. There is a bunch of various theories about, like, where it came from and what it was. And there is a picture taken online, which we will post on our Instagram later this week. But eventually it was discovered that the monster was actually uh, just a wicked, decomposed raccoon. Yeah, or so they think. That's what the government wants you to think. The government is trying to distract us. Yes. It's also known as the Plum Island yes. Monster. Thank you, Rachel. Um, but it could be anything. The reason people think that, um, you know, it's not a raccoon is because of the size of it. But at the same time, like, I've definitely seen some pretty large fucking raccoons. Definitely. The beta ashes. Um, and moving on to the flying rod. So the flying rod was probably, if you watched monster quest um there was a early episode about flying rods which are like insect cryptids um and they're supposed to be like very long um anywhere from you know a couple inches to a couple feet um as far as size and they um have either like multiple wings or just like one giant wing like or well two wings on each side um and 
There's been a couple of different um, videos that have rods in them as well as um, some pictures. And a lot of people uh, speculate that they are actually just insects and they're moving at such a fast speed that when they are actually captured on video or in pictures, they, you know, turn into this kind of blur, mm-hmm. long, stick-like cryptid, which is the flying rod. Yes, and I've also heard that they are referred to as uh, starfish or solar entities. Yes, that is also very true. And next we have the puck wedgie. This is a creature of Delaware and Wampanoag folklore. It is said to be a two to three foot tall creature that can appear and disappear at will and is known for its use in magic. Huh, what do yeah. you think about the Puckawudgie? We did also cover the Puckawudgie in the Massachusetts slash Bridgewater Triangle episode that we did. Um, and we kind of get a little bit deeper into the folklore the Wamp- from the Wampanoag people. Yes. Um, as far as what the Puckawudgie means. And <clears throat> it's much more involved and in-depth there. So we recommend t- checking out that episode if you haven't listened to it already. Yeah. And moving on uh, is the Skinwalker, which is um, supposed to be a cryptid most commonly associated with Native American uh, folklore, where it is a protective spirit or a vengeful spirit. Often um, Native Americans would wear the skin um, of like coyotes or wolves and turn into like protectors of the land or to like avenge the land. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are multiple different types of skinwalkers. Some people think skinwalkers, um, you know, are werewolf like he- creatures. Other people associate skinwalkers with aliens. Um, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, subjects on that is Skinwalker Ranch which um, we'll do a whole episode on because I am very fascinated with Skinwalker Ranch and just the stories in general. Um, One of my favorite stories, which I'm just going to share really quickly since we have a little bit of extra time today, is uh, there was a man who was the caretaker and he finally agreed to let some people on so that they could talk or like, um, you know, kind of get help for him as far as all these uh different things that were happening on the farm and he had this very hippie like guy uh show up at the gate and was like yeah i just want to meditate on your land um so they agree to take him so they're kind of driving him around in the truck and he decides that he's going to you know set up on this one little spot so the a guy that's like the caretaker and his son are kind of like, all right, this fucking guy, watch him walk out into the field or the pasture, wherever it was. And um, so he's meditating there and then he's there for a couple minutes and the guy um, caretaker kind of notices that there's something moving around in the uh, the woods, but it's like almost translucent, like the predator where it's like this um, – like it's transparent, but you can see there's like a rough outline of this creature and it's moving very fast towards this guy. And like before he can even like get out 
you know, enough of, uh, like, you know, to say, like, hey, watch out. Uh, the creature stops, like, right in front of this guy and lets out this, like, intense, like, growl and scares the shit out of the guy that's, like, meditating there. So he, like, Jeez. runs back to the guy and is, like, whimpering on this guy, just like, get me out of here, get me out of here. And this guy's just, like, this rough farmer. He's just like, just give the fuck off me. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite stories about Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, I did not know that. There you go, everybody. Oh, there's something new every day. Well... Now I'm going to be talking about Jeff or Jeff is <laughs> with the G. It is the yeah, talking, Jeff. The talking mongoose. Now this is a story with the Irving family back in the 1930s with a supposedly talking mongoose. And it is said that one of the theories was a ghost possessed a mongoose among other, you know, living things. Like you think like you might be human or whatever. Not to, not to diss on mongooses, but you know. Think there might be a selection. Yeah. Um, it, Jeff is also believed to be a tulpa, like something that was created. Like if you think about it long and hard enough, like you can create like different entities. That's kind of ah. like the, um, you know, Slender Man. Like so many people were talking about Slender Man starting mm-hmm. their own legends that they eventually actually created Slender Man. I just think that's so creepy, though, about like the freaking talking mongoose and other things. I think that's worse than like possessing a human just because you know what do you think jeff sounded like what do you think is um he probably actually um you know he was from india apparently so maybe he had um you know a little bit of Have a, a dip- yeah yeah you know this could be ha- it could happen never know yeah very possible jeff the talking mongoose he's so magical jeff that's him yep totally He's a talking mongoose. <laughs> and next, we're going to move on to the Maryland goat man or just the goat man. Um, there's actually been, you know, multiple sightings of the goat man is from Louisiana, Maryland, Texas. There's also the one in Maine that we talked about. Um, it's described as a seven foot tall hybrid creature, part man, part goat. Um, some say that it is a um relative of like a new orleans evil chupacabra um urban legends often tell of it killing young couples parked in cars scouring neighborhoods killing pets um they also break into people's houses and uh he rapes their vic the victims oh my god Um, many people say that the area that he haunts it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman he will overtake you and rape you nonetheless fuck it i'd rather take my chances with jeff (laughs) right but i mean um i definitely didn't know about the rape part like i didn't think that was a big thing in the folklore but apparently it is i thought old man just mess with people i don't fucking rape people yeah he's got a you know a little hatchet you know he's kind of terrifying yeah i know he sounds like it i i kind of find it funny how like i think we pretty much made it up to this point where we didn't cuss not that it matters but then we're just like oh fuck fucking goat man and you know with goat man you have the cabbage town tunnel monster Ooh, cabbage town yeah it is a part of Canadian folklore. It is said to have been seen in urban Canada. It is said to be a humanoid monkey-like creature with uh, reddish-orange eyes. And no, it's not related to the Cabbage Patch babies. Oh, I thought that you were going to say... thought I made the... the what's that? Distingu- I thought I distinguished that. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Um, I definitely think that this is one of the lesser known cryptids. It was definitely the one of the, I think this was like this and um, yeah, I, I the Montauk monster. Cause I like, I feel like that was probably like mm-hmm. definitely a raccoon. So I didn't really yeah. think that should have been on here. Um, this list, but I didn't make it and this somebody else made. So, well, I mean, um, but know. I think it's a good, like kind of rough outline for people who are interested in getting to be a little bit more fam- familiar with cryptids. It's okay, a nice little introduction. Yeah. And finally, the last one is the hoop snake is a legendary cryptid primarily associated with Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and British Columbia. I'm just laughing at the little illustration of the hoop snake going after guys. Yeah, the hoop snake's terrifying. Um, it's been described as being various different types of snake. Um, but what it does is instead of slithering around like a regular snake, when it's hunting, it grabs its tail in its mouth and rolls like a wheel to increase its speed. So, um, terrifying, yeah, also. right. I mean, it's not worse at the fucking, uh, but man. there's, I mean, there's a couple different, um, terrifying sightings. <laughs> okay. No, the, thank God that's not what that's happening. <laughs> terrifying. Now I'm definitely having nightmares. Well, did you also mention that was Australia too? Australian. Oh folklore. yeah. I didn't know that. Oh no, I didn't know that either. And it has a tip is highly venomous. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. that If you see one going its way, your way, like, you know, turn on to death stone bites. Yeah, definitely avoid the hoop snake. If you can. Poor people of Australia. (laughs) Yeah. We have so many dangers. There there is so many nope, nope things. Well, with that, we're um, hoping that, you know, we could bring a little bit more light to some of these cryptids, maybe some of the lesser known ones. Like I said, I definitely didn't know about the Cabbage Town monster. That was definitely a random one. Um, But let us know what you think. Uh, If you think that we should do more where we, you know, kind of go over different cryptids and... uh, I hope that you guys stay tuned. We have a lot of great episodes coming up. We're sad V couldn't join us. She just had some stuff come up. So we're just trying to keep things uh, rolling. Uh, We are working on a live show coming up, and we're going to work on some different uh, conspiracy death topics as far as celebrities. I know Vanessa is going to be covering Marilyn Monroe Mara, you're going to do Natalie, Natalie Wood. Yep. yep. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do uh, Princess Diana. Oh. So it's definitely going to be an interesting show. We'll, once we get a little bit closer into um, October, we'll have some better dates for you guys. Yes. So and definitely stay tuned. And it may even be a thing where we're breaking up into two episodes just because it's so much information on yeah. all ends. Well, so. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? Uh, you know, it could be three. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. We all know that I love to talk, so. Well, you know, you do have a beautiful voice, Rachel, and oh, you need to share it with the world. Thank you. Um, and on that note, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week or weekend. And I hope that you're ready for some aliens, because that's going to be the next one. A little story about oh. some uh, aliens in the... Great state of New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. New One Hampshire. One of the most pa- popular, uh, you know, modern, uh, you know, UFO abduction cases. And oh. for people who are, you know, into uh, UFO abductions, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. So I hope you're ready to learn a little bit more about that.
Yeah, no, and thank you guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And like we've said for many times throughout this podcast, if you have any experiences or if you want to share something with us, uh, not your dick, please email us or message our Instagram. We love to hear feedback. And, yep. yeah. and uh, you can email us at threegirls1cape at gmail.com. Or check out the Facebook, Three Girls, One Cape. We're on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. If you want to share with us, if you will like us and you want uh, some of the extra stuff that we do, uh, you can join us on Patreon. And, you know, we hope you guys are enjoying this as much as we, you know, enjoy making the content. Yeah, no, thank you. We appreciate it. All right. I hope you guys stay spooky and I hope you could handle the truth. Yes. Bye.